Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and you're listening to episode 162 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies, and insights for helping us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to episode 162, entitled The Importance of Emotional Attunement in Relationships. Um, there are many aspects that really increase the chances of having long-term, healthy, vital relationships. Emotional attunement is one of those uh, core, core elements. Um, the ability to, well, continue to pay attention to the um, ever-changing landscape of our partner. <laughs> so that, again, the longer we're in relationship with someone, the more likely we are to experience changes throughout the course of life in them, throughout the course of life in us, as our, our relationship gets exposed to different career opportunities, different social opportunities, different financial opportunities. Um, exposure over time means I'm more likely to... No, end up finding more about out about you, both the things that I am going to approve on the of and the things that I'm not, some of the um, differences in perspective and the way that we see the world and then how we look to kind of navigate those things. So all, always we, we can never get too um, comfortable in the idea that we know our partner um, it's it's very easy to get into habitual set and forgets rather than continue to pay attention um, on a day-to-day -day basis to the person that we share our life with. It's, it's easy to take them for granted. It's easy to get comfortable um, and switch off or go on autopilot when we're around this person that happens to be so important to us um, so that we can get into very kind of... Um, habitual, lazy approaches to the person and then we find from time to time that something we would normally do that gets a certain reaction out of our partner all of a sudden gets a completely different reaction on, on a certain day. Um, and so couples who seem to do better over time are the ones that are continually interested in each other, are continually aware of where their partner is at emotionally. Um, so, for example, this might be things like knowing when and how to approach our partner about um, different conversational topics. Sometimes couples get into clashes when they're in different spaces. You know, I might be, um, uh, let's say, finished for the day in my professional space, so I'm relaxed, looking to mess around and joke, and you aren't yet. You haven't finished your your day, and <clears throat> and so I'm not reading that you're still in task mode while I'm in fun mode. And then I go to try to share something with you, um, 
and you're not in a space to receive it. And and again, um, if I didn't notice that, and and I because I've just been too much in my own, you know, it's not not necessarily a bad thing. I'm excited. It's something I want to share, but I haven't, you know, checked first whether this is the appropriate time to do that, or um, uh, rather than go, oh, okay, I can see my partner is still busy, focused on this. I will wait till later. Or you know, if we talk about creating structure of uh, a kind of a, a space of receptivity for couples inside their relationship. This is, again, talked before about how some structure in relationships actually adds to keeping the romance and the freedom and the spontaneity alive. You know, if we've got kind of at 6.30 every day is our, you know, 45-minute sit-down, drink a cup of tea, and share our day space, um, or, you know, this is our scheduled vent space where I can talk to you about someone who's driving me crazy at work, and and I've got five minutes to vent, and you've got five minutes to vent, and then we go on to other things. Um, You know, again, if we've got designated kind of um, time squared away, that sometimes too can help. But, of course, things don't always go quite so um, uh, perfectly and linearly, so we need to still be aware um, about, you know, does the conversation I want to have, um, is it going to be, you know, held or had most effectively right now, or do I have to wait until my partner is in a more, um, a better space to receive this, um, or is this just not the right time and I have to wait till later? So, um, and again, this comes down to to understanding that we all have spaces um, and and moods that we go through for whatever reason. So just noticing if our partner's a bit flat or our partner's a bit quiet or our partner it does seem to be sad or our partner does seem to be frustrated. Um, and then how are we going to approach that potentially in a gentle way? Um, you know, um, or wait until our partner is ready, depending on that, our our partner's style and what what they like to um, how they like to be managed in these moments. Does you know? I know what I know about my partner is they like me to ask, um, and then they may or may not be ready to talk about it yet. But the very fact I've asked and inquired about how they're doing today shows that 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 I care and that they're on my radar. Um, or do I know what my partner's like? They just need some time to to mull over and stew over what they're talking about, and then they're going to come back and talk to me. Um, <clears throat> but the more that we are aware of the kind of emotional ebbs and flows um, in relationship and where we are, where our partner's at, and again, this comes down to the self-awareness as well as presence within the relationship, um, that I'm aware too when I'm going through my own stuff, and this might not be the time to um, talk to my partner about certain things because I've got too much emotional reactivity behind it. And when I, when I, when I come at my partner with frustration or with intensity or launch um, into some kind of um, verbal criticism, um, I know that my partner is the kind of person who does not receive that uh, well, that that is not an optimal approach when I'm talking about certain elements. So Again, we're, we're, we've constantly got a little bit of an eye, not obsessively, but we're, we're just mindful 
of the kind of emotional ebbs and flows that go on. We're creating space in our relationship through a bit of structure to uh, make it easier and and get and and for both of us to be more prepared and receptive for for times when we sit down. We're continuing to kind of get to know and update our understanding of our partner um, rather than go, oh, yes, you know, I know them. They're like an old boot to me now um, because everybody has the capacity to surprise us. Everybody is tra- changing and transitioning. Um, and if we lose sight of that, I think we lose some of the spontaneity and the freshness that comes through our our uh, our relationships. Um so the more mindful of those things we are, again, in terms of similar when we talk about kind of sexuality, that the things that may have turned my partner on before or yesterday may not be the things that work today. You know, again, depending on the levels of sensitivity of certain areas, then we are actually more vulnerable to change and reactions or unpredictable reactions or... Um, what we might consider mystifying reactions because we don't we don't necessarily understand yet how our partner came to be responding in this way um, and so that would be an invitation to instead of kind of an instant dismissal of ah you're completely overreacting to this situation oh you're way too sensitive rather than looking at that and going okay is this a is this an opportunity for me to understand a bit more about my partner by finding out how they've got to this reaction or how they've got to this thinking on this situation? So I'm seeing that not as a moment to dismiss them as nuts and crazy and overreactive and too sensitive or too emotional or, oh, they're just triggered or whatever we want to say, but um, what what's underneath all that? You know, because here's an opportunity to really get to know um, this person even more deeply. And again, that's the same as we as we develop our attunement and our emotional map and our emotional, you know, build our, our, our references and our understanding for the person we've chosen to share our life with, or at least this particular phase. Um, we, we know the things that are going to jar them. We, we know the things that, you know, where, where they, what, what, what kind of reactions they're likely to have. And, and so we're not, we're, we're respectful we're not poking in places where we know people are going to have ab reactions and then get our back up when they have that ab reaction. Or, you know, we, we, we're using that as a source of our own amusement. You know, that, that, that's, not, that's not respectful. That's not, you know, there's not tenderness there. And it's a high risk kind of strategy that can actually end up over time drawing us further, up, further apart. Um, so, and I think... At a very deep level, this kind of a, um, being emotionally attuned and having some attention on our partner, um, again, leads into keeping one of the other key element, uh, fundamental pieces of, of, of strong, healthy relationships long term. It keeps that, that positive regard um, um, and positive sentiment towards our partner going because that is a really fundamental element that um, even if we don't necessarily communicate as effectively as we'd like in certain moments couples that have that um that sense of attunement that continued sense of interest in one another and a continued sense of positive regard for one another i really like my partner even on the days when they drive me mad you know um uh, 
the, these are the these are the elements that really help us navigate the tough storms, keep us close, keep us excited about being together, keep us joyous about being together, keep that foundational element of friendship going that's so strong. Um, and, and these are the core things that, that keep us united as a, a team, if you like, um, through throughout the kind of the course of life. Um, and I guess one other probably element that I want to talk about relative to emotional attunement comes into um, if we are, have that degree of awareness on ourself and on our partner um, and a commitment to support the usness of our relationship, then we're also careful <coughs> to not allow arguments when they happen to escalate too far. Um, because again, if we're really triggering reactivity and anxiety and fight flight responses, well, for one, we're, we're very unlikely to have anything productive come out of that dynamic. But over time, it makes us less and less uh, willing to have the tough conversations that are so necessary for moving through um, for, through navigating life as a couple sometimes. You know, we've got to be able to still be able to have those challenging conversations. But if we find that they escalate um, really significantly and are deeply um, anxiety and, and reactionary uh, provoking, um, then we're way less likely to do that. Or the moment we go to have another um, uh, uh, challenging conversation, I'm already flooded with the responses of how bad the last one was and instantly my, my cognitive capacities are reduced. So that's the, uh, some of the other element of emotional attunement is we were aware when as a couple our disagreement is escalated past the productive point and we're able to spot that and pull up. We're able to put the brakes on and go, hang on, we, we're, we're now... We're now into harm territory, not only harm of this conversation, but harm of us long term. And and because we've got that attunement as a couple, we're both able to recognize that as quickly as possible and put the brakes on um, the conversation, take a time out and come back to it. Or on the other side of that, if we've got good emotional attunement, we're way better at... Um, picking up when we've moved after an argument into the repair or um, uh, reconnecting phase. I, I know what my partner does when they start to reach back out towards me after some sort of dispute between us um, or disagreement. You know, they how they kind of do it is um, they, they start showing me jokes off the internet or they start to, you know, just ask me some innocuous thing about what we're doing later or they write a note or they say, I'm, I'm sorry, I got worked up. Can we visit that again? So, you know, some of these repair attempts, as they're called, um, uh, and I think that's uh, John, John Gottman um, and Nan Silver refer to this in the Seven Principles for Making Marriages Work, an excellent book. I'd certainly recommend it, uh, as well as a lot of the material uh, that John Gottman, as a relationship expert, um, a lot of the a lot of material that's re meticulously researched. Um, these, you know, and he talks about these repair attempts and how vital they are that we 
that we recognize, you know, because again, if we're not, um, if we've lost our, our positive regard or it's waning or we're so in our own stuff that we're, we're not aware of our partner anymore and, and we, we start to miss when our partner reaches out or we're still so reactive that, no, you know, you, you go to offer me the hand of peace and I slap it away because <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready. Um, so again, that, there's a really other, that key of long-term vitality in terms of, and, and another element of being more present and emotionally attuned to us as a couple and our dynamic is that we are, as I say, very careful that, that when we are arguing, it doesn't escalate through the roof and also um, that we are able to recognize when each other's looking to close that space off through a repair attempt and start to get back into uh, healthy relating. So there's a lot to be said. And I think it's, you know, if, we, if this is the person that we love and we're fascinated about um, and we really um, feel so privileged to share life um, as a couple together, that we've made that choice, um, then why wouldn't we continue to put the, the time and the energy and sometimes, yes, the effort, the effort to, to continue to put us first, continue to, to show interest in my partner so that they know that they are validated and that they're important. And as a consequence, um, <clears throat> they're, you know, they're, they're going to be way more open to doing that for us too. Um, and then, as I say, hopefully that means you know, again, that there's another um, element for doing the best you can to ensure long-term, healthy, wonderful relating. So, so there we go. So there's uh, today's uh, episode, um, the importance of emotional tumor in relationships. Hope you enjoyed it. Gave you some food for thought. A little bit of a, a, a ramble on my behalf. It was kind of forming ideas as we go, but that generally tends to be uh, my my style anyway. Um, uh, but certainly um, hope that you've got some things out of this episode to think on or continue to focus on and prioritize. Um, and apart from that, as always, we really appreciate um, uh, people listening. So thank you for that. And as customary with our clothes off, as always, um, wherever you are in the world, and if you've been listening um, to this program for, for uh, an extended period of time, Thank you so much. <coughs> we really, really do appreciate your support and your time and, and really hope that you're getting um, some good material to support your life out of these episodes. And if you've just joined us, well, welcome. Uh, thank you for listening to the episode. Really hope that you enjoyed it and got some things that you can take away. If you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find um, this material. And I uh, really hope that you continue to uh, join us and, and listen along for, for more episodes that you think will resonate with what you need in your life. And of course... We, the show is also available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website emergencetraining.com.au. So once again, um, thank you for being um, with me, joining me on this episode. Really grateful. And wish you every joy and success in your life going forward. And until we're with each other on another episode, 
Bye for now.